listeners, and welcome to the NK News podcast. I am your host, Jacko Zwetslut, and today it is the evening of Tuesday, June 22nd in Seoul, and I am joined via Zoom by today's guest, Mr. Nambada, to talk about Peace Corps, or People for Successful Korean Unification. Before we do that, I'd like to remind you all to please leave a review about this podcast wherever you can, and please share this podcast episode with everyone you know and for people who you don't. Secondly, check out nknews.org and consider buying a subscription. If you sign up for the annual plan, it's less than a dollar a day, and that helps to fund the excellent journalism that my colleagues put out every day. And if you have any feedback or questions or guest recommendations, please email us at podcast at nknews.org. Now, to introduce my guest today, Mr. Nambada is a South Korean national who has been working at People for Successful Korean Reunification, known by the acronym Peace Corps, since 2010. Using his background in international affairs, Bada works as a North Korean human rights and Korean unification activist. He has contributed to various UN human rights mechanisms since 2012 and has worked on numerous publications, reports, and campaigns pertinent to the humanitarian crisis in North Korea. He currently serves as Secretary General for the South Korean non-governmental organization Peace Corps, and we'll hear lots about that today. Uh, welcome on the show, and thank you for joining me, Nambada. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. I'm very glad to hear that. Let us uh, please tell us what is People for Successful Korean Reunification or Peace Corps and what is its aim and vision? We are Peace Corps and a non-profit organization working for improvement of North Korean human rights and peaceful reunification of the Korean Peninsula. People for Successful Korean Reunification, the name of our NGO, represents the goal of our organization. Korea is spelled with a C because it was the spelling used to refer to the then unified Koreas. This subtle detail emphasizes our dedication to the goal of unification of the North and South Korea in the future. Okay, and I, I've just learned that I've been mispronouncing it. I said Peace Corps, but now I realize it's actually PS Corps. So I'm going to say that from now on. Thank you. Because there, uh, because there are Peace Corps in the U.S., so right. we call it Peace Corps. No, I, of course I understand. Yeah, it. it uh, I thought they sounded the same, but were spelled differently. But now I realize uh, that they don't even sound the same. So that's that's good. It helps to avoid confusion. Uh, how does PS Corps try to execute your vision uh, in practice? Uh, tell us about some of the projects that the organization has been involved with, and what kind of work it carries out today. PS Corps focuses on three main fields, human rights, reunification, and support for North Korean defectors. And we carry out projects all accordingly. For human rights, PS Corps takes on multiple tasks, which aims to disseminate information regarding human rights issues in North Korea, as well as to promote improvement of human rights situation. These efforts include interviewing North Korean defectors about their personal experiences, making reports on North Korea's human rights violations, which are then submitted to the UN. And additionally, we organize campaigns like public events on the street or social media outreach to raise awareness both locally and worldwide. For unification, there are ongoing efforts to foster discussion on the topic of bringing the North and South 
Peninsula together again in order to both educate and inspire dialogue on the topic. PSCO works on the curation of booklets containing defector testimonies, hosting speech events that allow for public involvement on the issue, and speech events held in conjunction with South Korean and US high schools and universities that allow the younger population to be impacted. Lastly, to help defectors themselves, we place a specific emphasis on education. PSCOR's uh, education programs include education for both defector students and defector teachers who often teach or mentor defector students within the South Korean school system themselves. Our education program includes English education for defector students and teachers of all ages, as well as after-school education for defector students that often incorporates unique learning opportunities such as art and crafts. Overall, PS Core aims to strive for better human rights for those um, residing in North Korea, better quality of life for defectors residing in South Korea, and of course, facilitation of eventual success in Korean unification. You're a uh, South Korean national, aren't you? Yes, I'm South Korean. Have you ever been to North Korea? I've never been to North Korea, but I would really like to visit someday. And so how did you come to be involved in PS Core? As to how I became involved in PS Core, I was always interested in the issue of human rights and unification. So I first worked at a um, for-profit company for around 10 years then decided to change my career to work on North Korean human rights issues. Does PS Corps have any relationship uh, or cooperation or collaboration uh, with the Ministry of Unification? Mm, we are registered, but not one of the body or government body of Ministry of Unification. Okay, and do you get any government funding from the ministry? Uh, some of... Um, some of the project fundings, but mm -hmm. not like the running fees or other yeah. um, regular um, running fees. Right. So it's a funding which is a specific to a particular project. Yes. When they accepted it. Right. So it goes through some kind of uh, process of uh, checking and then they decide whether or not they will fund that project. Yeah, that long process and right. stressful process. Yeah, I can, I can imagine. Um, now, of course, in South Korea, there are uh, many different organizations um, about unification or about uh, North Korea. So where does PS Corps uh, sit uh, politically within South Korea? People are always asking for like the political size, mm -hmm. actually a lot, but um, we are really focusing on human rights only. Yep. Um, sometimes it could be look like we are on certain side of political um, preferences, mm -hmm. but it is not. We are really focusing on the human rights and we are really uh, want to promote the human rights for the center of the unification talks. Right. Uh, now, who, do, who needs to be made aware of the circumstances inside North Korea? Is it mainly South Koreans or is it people in other countries? And we believe everyone should be made aware of circumstances in North Korea, not just South Koreans. Um, discussing human rights issues in South Korea alone mm -hmm. has proved ineffective, in my opinion. 
because it's been so politicized, I believe we need more neutral mechanisms to manage the problem diplomatically as well as engaging civil society. I believe change can come through international cooperation. Ah, international cooperation. Uh, yes. Uh, that's why you are uh, talking with the United Nations, for example. Yes, we started with a um, small local grassroots NGO, mm-hmm. and we usually work um, in South Korea only. Okay. But um, after we got the state consultative status from UN, then we start more internationally. And now we have um, like more than 45 interns in a year from mm. all around the world, like Asia, um, America, Europe, and sometimes Africa and all other continents. Mm. Now, I, I think it, it's widely known uh, publicly that uh, life is difficult uh, inside North Korea, but which specific aspects or problems does PS Corps focus its activism on? PS Corps places a specific emphasis on the successful, successful unification of the Korean Peninsula. And from our perspective, human rights are of utmost importance when discussing unification, some cite economics, nationalism, or politics as reasons for bringing the two countries back together. We, however, firmly believe that um, human rights above all else is the primary reason why unification should be pursued. Having said that some of the specific human rights issues uh, we've tried to bring awareness to in recent years are child abuse and child labor in North Korea. Mm. This is a major problem in North Korea. Severe brainwashing occurs in the education system and on a daily basis, children have no opportunities to do what normal children would do, to play freely, study, enjoy life. All they know is what um, they are taught and they are simply tools for the benefit of the government. PS Corps has done a lot of research on this issue, and for a more in-depth look at the issue, I would like to recommend for our latest report, um, Inescapable Violence, Child Abuse Within North Korea, and Unending Toil, Child Labor Within North Korea. You can find and download these reports from our website. And additionally, PS Corps has conducted research on women's rights, North Korean laborers abroad, South Korean abductees, and we are currently finalizing our digital rights report on North Korea. Mm. The report will be published soon. Can you uh, please uh, spell the uh, website uh, address for our listeners, please? Yes, it's um, www.pscore.org. Okay, so pscore.org, uh, very easy. And all of your reports can be freely downloaded there. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Uh, how does PS Corps help North Korean defectors after they leave North Korea? Uh, for North Koreans, escaping is a life or death matter. Um, defecting is a harrowing journey that involves the risk of getting caught and tortured or even shot and killed. Those seeking a new life outside of North Korea must put their own lives and potentially those of their friends and family as well in danger. The danger is not yet over after escaping. Once they arrive in China, defectors face problems like repatriation, trafficking, and abuse. 
as such PS Corps in the past used to carry out rescue missions. Um, we helped North Koreans defect to China and from China to South Korea through brokers. And we partnered with other NGOs specializing in rescue missions and took in defectors who were most at risk. However, due to the exposure to Chinese government and more stringent digital surveillance system in North Korea and China, and the outbreak of pandemic, we have worked less in this area and focused more on helping defectors settle in South Korea. Okay, tell us more about that. How do you help North Korean defectors after they settle in South Korea? When defectors come to South Korea, they come with little knowledge about the world outside of North Korea. Defectors have reported that resettlement is difficult because of the drastic change in environment. The most common issues cited by defectors include getting jobs and just feeling overwhelmed. The skills learned in North Korea are generally not applicable to life in South Korea, meaning that many defectors lack skill sets that would make it easy for them to gain employment. Mm. Challenges in getting jobs often result in a lower socioeconomic status and low quality of life. Defectors also bring up the hardship of loneliness and feeling alienated. Since many, many, defector, many defect alone, they struggle to adapt in a foreign environment completely cut off from friends and family. In addition to loneliness, some defectors face a sense of guilt as their defection potentially puts their families at risk. So PSCOR tries to help defectors integrate into South Korean society through education to reduce to reduce the learning gap between defectors and their peers and help them tackle academic challenges. As I mentioned earlier, we offer English classes at public schools Mm. and personalized tutoring on a voluntary basis. This improves their chances for better career. We also offer um, arts and craft classes to keep defector children engaged after school to facilitate a platform where they can build friendship, develop their creativity, learn cognitive skills, which are helpful for their overall social and uh, emotional development. Uh, last but not least, we organize monthly workshops for defector teachers who help them with their professional development as well as training them to cater to the specific need of defector students. You said that uh, defectors can often feel lonely when they come to South Korea. Isn't there a a network, uh, a strong network of defectors where they can communicate with each other and and help each other? They have strong relationship and network, but um, they still um, feel not easy to trust someone. Mm. Most problem for them was like they are not sure who to trust yes. and um, there's no uh, for the people who defect alone yeah. they have no one here to rely on so for example like if someone is sick and he can, he or she cannot go to work and mm-hmm. no income then they are in danger of like kicking out of the apartment mm. they cannot pay the rent so it's very um they said most of the defectors have some like mental problem even though they don't recognize it mm-hmm. but 
they have, a lot of them has some problems. Okay, uh, what is Peace Corps, uh, PS Corps' vision of Korean reunification? Tell us a bit more about that. Mm. Humanized should uh, should be at the core of the unification mission. Many base their argument for unification based on politics, nationalism, economics. However, the primary reason why PS Corps pursue reunification is to improve human rights of North and South Koreans. Okay, but uh, politically, I mean, is it, for example, is it possible to, uh, I mean, do, does PS Corps uh, support engagement with the government of North Korea, or does PS Corps want to see uh, regime change in North Korea? Uh, I would say some of them are beyond our ability. Mm. We are just one NGO, small yeah. NGO, so we are focusing on what we can do through yeah. our network and through our resources. Right, but it, it, I think, isn't it important in, in order to be uh, involved in or in order to participate in the reunification project, uh, there must be some kind of engagement with, at least with the South Korean government, uh, if not with the North Korean government. <laughs> Um, yeah, we are sometimes working with South Korean government, mm -hmm. um, but it is not like um, South Korean government is asking us to do something. We are just yeah. making our own project and ask for further fundings, but it is not um, regular fundings. Right. We need to compete with the other project and other NGOs. And it is mostly for um, these days, they are more trying to focus more on to peaceful unification, not the um, North Korean human rights issues. So like North Korean human rights issues are dealing with the Ministry of Unification, mm -hmm. which is the body that need to deal with the um, talks between North and South. Yeah. So North Korea is not happy with the any project with the North Korean human rights, which means Korean human rights these days are kind of laws between ministry and South Korean government. Right. It is kind of like political issue or governmental issue, but uh, with um, North Korean human rights NGOs kind of feel lost or lonely <laughs> these days. Mm. What do you see as the most difficult aspects of Korean unification? I know that when I think of Korean unification, I think it's difficult even to reunite two family members who have been separated by distance and politics for many years of no communication. And the two careers have been divided now since 1945. That's almost 80 years. Will it be possible to unite the two people again? Uh, what if North Korean or South Korean people don't want it? Uh, unification is no simple thing. And the term holds many different meanings to people. Some imagine reunification happening in the near future. Others don't picture it happening for a long time. But at the end of the day, there is no good reason why we remain divided. And the division was not the wish of the Korean people to begin with. People may argue that reunification is not really important and don't see it as a necessity, especially as many view North, Korean, North Korea as dangerous see the people as too different and feel that unification poses no real benefit. Yet what they feel to realize is that while Korea 
has been separated for around 80 years, the two Koreas had about 5,000 years of shared history leading up to that point. Mm. We are the same people, we have the same history, and we are the same country. Perhaps reunification does not pose much of an obvious benefit to the South, but our fellow Koreans in the North face human rights violations, difficult lives, and more. Mm. They deserve lives of freedom and happiness like we, we enjoy every day. And even nowadays, people still feel the pain caused by the division of the country, just as was felt with the Berlin War due to the separation of families. There are families that, are, that were um, separated during the original division, and families continue to be separated, as defectors must be separated from those they love in order to pursue a better life. The reason we are still divided is because of the selfish reasons, I believe, of leaders and politicians, not the wishes of the Koreans themselves. Unification won't be simple or, or easy, but it is important and possible. But, but again, what, would, what do you think would be the most difficult aspect of Korean unification? Mm, we are separated too long, like 80 years, yes. um, and we younger generation they never experienced of like living together with mm. people in the north yeah. so they don't feel at all why it is necessary but in in our history like before division we could not just only travel we could move and we were kind of bigger we had bigger society not just like um living in this small land mm. so I think we need to think more and um, experience more and dream more about that. The current situation only in South Korea is not the normal one. And there's no reason to be divided. We could be connected to the bigger land. Why we yeah. should like shrink in these small um, places. So do you think it's important for uh, South Korean people to open their minds and think about new opportunities and, and new possibilities? Yes, that's true. And also medias and the leaders need to give them more like opportunity to think about the like better future. Mm -hmm. But a lot of like the um, politicians nowadays, they really want to keep their um, advantage with the division, like the conflict between Korea and Japan. Mm. There are actually people are not hostile each other. When we meet Japanese, we kind of feel a little bit different, but we don't hate when we see them mm -hmm. at the beginning. The reason is just the politics and like uh, uh, politicians who could get the benefit from the uh, conflict between two countries. So like the North and South, uh, people are not that much like um, hostile each other, yeah. but it's kind of generating, I think. Mm. On South Korean television, you know, there are um, some TV programs like Ije Manaro Gamnida and Moranbong Club. What do you think about them? Do they help uh, to open South Korean people's hearts and minds to North Korea or to unification? 
Um, yeah, I'm just um, giving some information um, and like giving chance to think about the people in the north. Mm -hmm. Before that, before these kind of TV shows, I was also like learned that when I was a kid yeah. in element, elementary school, I was learned kind of learned that like people in, in North Korea, they have like oof had it mm -hmm. and they are kind of um, monsters, like killing people, mm. kind of very like funny uh, propaganda images. But yeah. I trusted that. I, I truly believe that people are very different mm -hmm. there. But it was because like there are benefits that when um, politicians made that conflict between North and South. So I really want people to understand each other, mm. even through the TV shows. Uh, that kind of TV shows, um, some defectors really like it and some really hate it ah. because of that like information there. Yeah. Some are like exaggerated and some are actually true, but some defectors, they never experienced that mm. case so they feel that it is fake one but some of these cases are uh, based on their actual interviews yeah. so mm, there are many pros and cons but at least it opens the experiences of North Korea right if you could send a message to the political leaders of North Korea and South Korea uh, what would you say <sighs> I mean, like we sent a lot of messages already, but uh, <laughs> really to, to both Koreas. Uh, we, because we visit the uh, UN Human Rights Council uh, yeah. every year, like before the COVID-19. Mm -hmm. So um, we had, and, and we also had the uh, oral statement on the, the session of the interactive dialogue session mm -hmm. with the special operator on North Korea. So we could, Oh, Actually, the special rapporteur from the United Nations, you mean? Yes. Okay. Yes. He's having the session on March, okay. every March mm -hmm. in Geneva ah. and sessions in New York yes. on every September or um, October. Mm. So we visit UN frequently and we deliver our voice to UN and to North Korea directly as well. Okay. What do you say to North Korea? What do you tell them? Actually, the um, workers abroad issue was one of the things we raised during the interactive dialogue with the special operator. Uh, you're, so, you're talking about the North Korean laborers who work in other countries, like in the Middle East or China or other places. Yes, yeah. yes, true. Um, so it was around like 2015 or something. So in the session, actually, the session is happening like the North Korea is uh, giving their speech mm -hmm. first, then the other countries are um, commenting about the special rapporteur's report. Yeah. So after that one, uh, NGOs are allowed it for two minutes or one and a half minutes mm. of like short oral speech. Yes. Then we raised the issue of the um, workers abroad and the North Korea is stealing their all, most of the wages, mm. like almost 98% of wages are going for the North Korean government. Um, so we raised that issue and special operator accepted that issue to raise mm -hmm. into UN. 
So uh, like after that interactive session in March, yep. then in October, that issue was raised in General Assembly ah. and Security Council accepted that issue. So the sanction against North Korea, especially for the workers abroad, uh, is prohibited now. So like North Korean workers abroad is strongly um, prohibited from around the world. Uh -huh. uh, so like sanction made, uh, we believe started from our <laughs> oral statement, but mm -hmm. probably is like from the other um, reports as well. Right. So because of your statement, the uh, the United Nations uh, passed some sanctions and under those sanctions, all North Korean overseas workers had to return home. Yes. Actually, we believe that um, people outside of North Korea could experience overseas yeah. and outside of the world. So it could beneficial to make people to know about the outside of the world. Mm. Uh, but the thing is, most of their wages are going to North Korean government yeah. and to support the regime. So we are against that. Mm -hmm. So um, we wanted to stop the North Korean government to get all most of the wages to using to support their uh, regime. Right. So we raised that issue and it worked. Mm -hmm. uh, which issue are you uh, talking about this year with the United Nations? We are dealing with the child labor, child abuse, and many other issues, and the repatriation of defectors in living in China mm -hmm. and women's issue. A lot of issues already. Uh, recently, it was reported in the news, uh, in the North Korean media, uh, that um, some uh, young North Korean orphans had volunteered to. Um, <laughs> I think it was work in the coal mines in North Korea, if I remember correctly. Did you uh, yes, read that true. story? Right. Yeah. Um, that's actually a very common story um, that like North Korea is designating some people to some harsh working condition like areas. Yeah. That orphanage school, um, when they are graduating, they need to put these people into certain like workplaces. Mm -hmm. And that's just one of the places was the coal mine. Mm. And so like it was not that much a surprising for North Koreans mm -hmm. actually, because it's just nature one, like it's what they are doing naturally. But for the people outside of North Korea, when we see that, mm -hmm. like putting the young adults, like barely graduating mm -hmm. people, they're putting into the coal mine. That's too too much and harsh, uh, like living conditions. We can imagine. But for the North Koreans, yes, that is kind of propaganda that like even young people they want to go to the coal mine mm. voluntarily. Kind of like propaganda, and they are using it for making people to like indoctrinate. Uh, the the thing is like um. They are very behind the international level of human rights. Mm. We can clearly see through this one. North Korean like news, um, the Rodong Shinmun yeah. is actually publishing it to, it is for the people within North Korea. Mm -hmm. But uh, the people outside, we can see that it is way different with the international standard. So it is one of the strong evidence that North Korea need to 
be updated with the international level of human rights. It is far, they are far behind, behind now. Uh, South Korea also uh, in the past had uh, coal mines uh, in Gangwon-do and some young adult South Korean men went to work in those coal mines. Do, do you see it as very different? Even though it was like, it is true, but the case in North Korea, mm-hmm. they have no other chance. Mm-hmm. They cannot escape from that situation. Mm-hmm. But in South Korea, even though they have less opportunities, but at least they could find other opportunities mm-hmm. if they want to. So it is different, I think. Okay. Um, does PS Corps need volunteers or money to help carry out its programs? Yes, we do. <laughs> As a nonprofit organization, we are constantly in need of funding to carry out our human rights advocacy, mm-hmm. such as publishing books and reports and implement our education programs. Uh, for example, we need funding for teaching materials, textbooks, and arts and craft materials. If it wasn't for our financial situation, we could reach out to a lot more defector students. What can people do to help PS Corps? We recruit volunteers and interns on a rolling basis. Mm. Help is always welcome. The general areas we need help with are English tutoring, mm-hmm. transcription, and translating people who are fluent in English and Korean, and grant writing, fundraising, social media, and yeah. communications management, as well as research. And you can also donate through our website mm. on a monthly basis. We really need your help. Okay, and that website is pscore, P-S-C-O-R-E dot O-R-G. A uh, very important question, which I, I should have asked earlier. Do North Korean resettlers have an active voice in the management of PS Core, or is it mainly run by South Koreans like yourself? PS Core was founded by North Korean defectors and South Korean nationals and people with international backgrounds mm. in 2006. And they were actually actively involved in the management of PS Core. Mm. However, right now, due to the our financial situation. I am the only full-time staff member now. Ah, okay. Um, we do work with North Korean defectors in carrying out some of our projects and programs. For example, like with the pandemic still going on, mm-hmm. defectors have participated in a range of um, online campaigns, like giving speeches at high schools in the U.S. and South Korea mm. to bring awareness about human rights violations, and we also had a defector contribute to our first model United Nations conference through Q&A sessions in each of the communities. Okay, now uh, you've already told us on um, about your website where people can find uh, reports. Are there other places where people can learn more things? Do you have a, a YouTube or a Twitter or an Instagram, etc.? Yeah, we are active on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, so you can find us everywhere. Okay, so just look for P-S-C-O-R-E, one word. Yes, and please go to YouTube and subscribe us, Mm -hmm. like us. (laughs) Great. How often do you upload a video? Actually, it's random. We are on volunteer basis to create the videos, but these days we are creating videos for defector students Mm -hmm. for their um, art and craft classes. So defector students, a lot, as you know, South Korean students, um, they are going to Hagwon, like institute yes. at 
after the class, uh, school. Yep. But for defector students, many of them, because of their um, financial problems, mm. they are having after school classes in their school. Okay. So because it's cheaper. Yeah, yeah, cheaper and and no money. Right. <laughs> So like we are supporting after school classes yep. for some schools. So like we are giving them making the after school online videos mm-hmm. lectures to the schools, yeah. and we provide some like um, art and craft materials to the schools as well. So like uh, students are having after school classes in the school with the videos. Mm. So uh, students are safe from the um, COVID nineteen. And also, they are having the classes between the peers. Right. In order to be a PS Corps volunteer, is it necessary to be physically in South Korea, or can you be anywhere in the world? Um, it's depending on the their ability. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, yeah, we do prefer working in the office. But if you are good at certain um, specific skills, then yeah, feel free to contact us. Okay. All right. Well, that is it. Uh, thank you very much for joining us on the show today, Mr. Nambada, and good luck to you and PS Corps. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, check out the website at pscore.org and also on uh, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, if you already have an NK News account and you are a think tank business or academic institution, take a look at NK Pro, our NK Pro NK Pro platform offers unparalleled services specifically catered to the needs of professionals who monitor developments on the Korean Peninsula. Inquire about access at membership at nknews.org today. Also, if you have any feedback, questions, or guest recommendations, please send them by email to podcast at nknews.org. Our thanks, as always, go to Arius Dare and Brian Betts for facilitating this podcast, and to Gabby Magnuson, our new post-recording producer genius. Thanks, and listen again next time.